Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Character Speaks, a podcast in partnership with ProSign Design to spotlight passionate character educators who are walking the talk. I'm your host, Barbara Gruner, and today we have a special visitor from Virginia who's named Tamara Letter. She is a mom, she is a teacher, she is a friend to so many. She is a kindness ambassador, a technology whiz, and so much more. Welcome, Tamara, to Character Speaks. Thank you so much for that warm welcome, Barbara. I'm so happy to be here with you tonight. It has been so much fun to follow you on Twitter and to watch your journey unfold. Um, I'm sure we have so much to talk about, but let's start just real briefly with, tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to today. Well, I am an educator at heart. Uh, I've been in education for the past two decades. And through that journey of leading and learning with all of my students and the teachers that I've been with, I've just had some fascinating journeys along the way that have led me to unique opportunities um, in the classroom and outside the classroom. And I've suddenly come to the realization as I look back and reflect on my journey that a lot of those commonalities have been wrapped around kindness. And so I've kind of embraced that insight and chosen to roll with it and see what I can do with it, bringing it into the classroom and sharing it with all those that I know. So you've created a hashtag, Passion for Kindness. Will you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Uh, That hashtag was kind of born in my heart. Uh, I've always considered myself kind of a kind person, but I've always gravitated towards kind people in my journey just through life. And as I got into my fourth uh, decade... (laughs) Into my 40s, I suddenly started looking back at my journey in life and I was like, what is it that makes our life so validating and what brings that value? And what is it that we're looking for in other people? And how do we make this world a better place? And so those little seeds of kindness were kind of planted within me all along. But I think once I turned 40, they started to bloom a little brighter in me. And I suddenly discovered, wow, you know, I have this insatiable passion for kindness. I want to be around kind people. I want to read books about kindness. I want to engage in kind acts that bless other people. And that passion just kind of overflowed out of me. And I thought, you know, if I'm posting about kindness on social media and I'm talking about it and writing about it on my blog, maybe I should just make a hashtag for it so I can find things. So it really started more as a bookmarking system for myself on Twitter so I could find posts of other people and retweet them with the hashtag. And then when I wanted to be uplifted, I could just go through and and look through that hashtag. And then the more I started to kind of uh, find other kindness cultivators around the world and connect with them, I started realizing, wow, you know, there's a lot of people out here that have a passion for kindness in their own unique ways. And that just uplifted me to the point where I had to connect with them. I had to learn more. And that passion for kindness grows each and every day. I love the word insatiable. So you can't get enough? I can't. It's true. Yes, I I am so excited when I read different posts from people of kind acts that they've done or little tiny things they've done to make the world a better place. It's incredible to think that something you do 
without me ever, ever having seen you or met you could impact me in such a positive way. But the science has shown that when we see a kind act or we do a kind act or somebody does something for us, we have these chemicals that are released in our body and the feel good chemicals go everywhere. So it's not too surprising once you learn more about the science of it. But um, yeah, that passion for kindness each and every day, I'm just searching for new ways to make this world brighter and to uplift others. So we've never met in person, although we're hoping for, I don't know, a reunion in 2019. (laughs) We talked about it earlier this year, right, with the Playground Project. And so that kind of brings me to my connector um, between you and me, which was a little student of mine named Jetstream Jax. Will you help me out with how a third grader impacted you and your kindness crusade from Texas to Virginia? Absolutely. Oh my goodness, this boy. Whew. So two years ago, we started doing kindness lessons, which is kind of interesting for me to do as I'm not a counselor. I'm a technologist and my job is actually to work with teachers and provide them professional development. But as I mentioned before, that insatiable urge for kindness Mm -hmm. uh, was to find unique ways that I could do that and also have technology integration at the forefront. And so as we were doing our kindness lessons and, and working on kindness, passion, projects and such. I was connecting with other uh, kindness cultivators across the U.S. uh, on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram. And in the mix of all that, I got connected with you and realized that you were an author and I had to have your book immediately. So I bought it and you were so kind, if I memory serves correct, to actually send me two copies, one to keep and one to give away, which we did at our VISTI conference. Um, And so that started our connection, but how we got connected with Jax was a tweet that you posted on Twitter and you tagged me in it and you said, you have to see this video. So I went to the video link, which was on YouTube and I watched it and it was Jax's video about the Kind Coins campaign because you guys had just had Hurricane Harvey sweep through your community. And we, you and I had even been chatting a little bit about the devastation that followed. And when I saw that video, it was the beginning of school for us because we start after Labor Day. And I just thought, you know, this is what we start our year with. This is what kids need to see. We talk all the time about making learning relevant, making learning real, making connections. And this was it. So I tossed out the lesson plans that I had made (laughs) for my class and brought in that video and showed it to my students. And I, I asked them, what should we do? How do we support this? You know, even though this happened states away from us, we know what hurricanes are like. We've had them before in Virginia. And there's someone out there that needs help. What do we do? And they unanimously agreed that we needed to have a Kind Coins collection. So we found a mason jar and and it really was student-led. It wasn't a school-wide initiative. It was just between our kindness classes and they brought in their spare change. And after a couple of weeks, we counted it up and, and sent it off to you. And we kind of figured, you know, that was it that we sent our contribution and we made the world a little bit brighter for someone. And then we continue doing other things with kindness. And then with your blog posts, as you were sharing how 
those gifts of kindness were impacting you and your school community and Jack's and specifically helping to rebuild playgrounds, which is Jack's um, mission with the Kind Coins campaign. All of a sudden we realized, wait a minute, we're kind of entwined in this. It isn't just about making a donation. Mm-hmm. It's actually about making a connection. And, and so an all year, mm-hmm. yeah, on impact all year long, Jax was our ambassador for kindness because we talked about him. We pondered what it would be like to be in his situation with his friends that had lost their homes in his school where they had no playground what that rebuilding must be like, and then the anxious anticipation of, oh my goodness, what is it going to be like the day that they have it done and they get to unveil it and they get to play outside again. And oh my Mm. graciousness, it was so great. And so as the year uh, waned on, we had an opportunity to connect with you in the spring once you had had your dedication and had built up the um, Peaceful Hearts Playground. And that was literally the highlight of wrapping up our journey with Jax because they got to see him and talk with him and watch him actually navigate through the ninja course (laughs) on your playground. And that moment, it it all came together. And the students realized, you know, kindness isn't this abstract concept. It's real. It matters. It makes a difference. And it doesn't matter how old I am. I can make a difference. I can change the world. And that was powerful. And it's never a one and done. Oh, no, no. never a one and done. The students still talk about Jacks on the playground, even now. Well, and it made the news up there. So don't forget that piece. Oh, yeah. Huh? <laughs> that is true. That is right. Yeah, we, we've had a little bit of media coverage this past year with a, our different kindness activities, too. So it was very powerful when you can have your local news station recognize the value of kindness and the importance of that and then showcase it for an extended audience as well. Um, That ripple effect, it just never ends. It keeps going on and on. Right, because kindness made the news. And I think what we had done is made our a rock garden and you guys actually have a rock because kids for peace wanted to honor every school community that were donors. So you either have a rock um, at my garden here in Friendswood or the Puerto Rico playground. I believe next up is the um, Florida and the Louisiana playgrounds. And then you guys kind of jumped off of that and did kindness rocks for Parkland. Can you talk about that? We did. We were so inspired by your Peaceful Hearts Playground and the Kindness Rocks and the things that you had done that we brought up the idea to our students to create Kindness Rocks for our school community. Uh, And we planned to do it on Valentine's Day. We thought that's a perfect day to show kindness. So we set up our lesson and we had some stations and the local news crew found out about it and they said, hey, can we tag along and see what you guys are doing? And of course, we readily accepted their invitation to film us. So the news crew came out and our students talked about kindness and why we were doing kindness rocks. And we have, I don't know if you guys have this in Texas, but in Richmond, Virginia, we have a local group that paints and hides kindness rocks around the city. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, we have it. They use the hashtag 
RVA Rocks for Richmond, Virginia Rocks. They have a Facebook group and they post pictures of the different inspiring rocks you find around town and where they might be located and if people keep them and some people rehide them. So the kids were a little familiar with that concept already just because of our own local community. So we made the Kindness Rocks and everything was fabulous and fun. It was an amazing morning. And then that afternoon, Mm -hmm. we learned about the shooting um, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. And the rest of that week, it it was like being in a walking paralysis. Um, As educators, we have so much empathy for other educators and other students in different places when they're, they're going through tragic circumstances. And this just struck me to the core. I mean, for me, it was Sandy Hook all over again, even though I don't live in Florida and it didn't directly impact me just being an educator and having students in my classroom and having to go through our monthly drills. It impacted me. It absolutely does. Mm -hmm. So we made the decision. I was uh, co-teaching with another teacher, um, Jennifer Madison, And we talked a little bit about it and we made a decision to ask the students because these were their rocks, but we wanted to ask them um, if they thought that we should keep the rocks or should we donate them? Because there was another community that might need to be lifted up a little bit more than ours. And our students, they actually wanted to do both. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And we were like, you know what? Sure. Why not? Let's do both. So we brought in the paint again and we painted more rocks. And then we took 17 of those rocks and we turned them into memorial rocks. We painted them black on the back side of the rocks and each life that was lost uh, got their name on a rock. And mm. we packaged up those rocks. We had 40 in all that we made for the community of Parkland, Florida. And we had another community member make a be kind sign and we packaged them up and sent them on their way to Florida and that lesson of kindness rocks transpiring into lifting up a different community during tragedy really impacted all of us greatly. And the news crew that was there that morning ended up coming back. And another news crew <laughs> heard wow. about what we had done. And so all of a sudden, the the small acts of kindness that we were trying to do just for our school Um, really did have a ripple effect to impact other people um, on a more grandiose scale. Well, and we all know that little things do become the big things, but I love how you have almost single-handedly taken it from me to we for sure and used kindness as a balm, like healing, like an avenue for healing. Um, Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Kindness is, it absolutely is a balm of healing. If you're ever having a bad day, just go do an act of kindness. I promise you'll feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and often when we put others before ourselves, it, it's kind of easy to overcome those natural moments where we might be pulled under a little bit. Um, I think we all go through different stages in our life where we have to tackle some pretty challenging things and we have to overcome some adversity. And kindness is a great way to pull us through those moments when we're barely hanging by a thread. Yeah. Lori McIntosh in her podcast episode 
talked about it almost as an antidote for, for anxiety. And it occurred to me that it's a balm. And when I read some of your writing in the blog, I mean, it's not a secret that you lost your mom, I think, just last year. Yeah, my mom passed away in May of 2017, so it's just been a little bit over a year. And you've used kindness to walk through the sorrow of losing a loved one. Absolutely. And even leading up to that loss, my mom had uh, lung cancer and she fought the disease with every ounce of spunk that she had in Mm. her body. Uh, but she fought it for two long years. And, um, and that journey of, um, of dealing with your mortality and recognizing the loss of control for everything in your life and somehow finding value and hope through it all really impacted me to watch my mom go through that and then to realize that on a different level, I was going through it too. And we were both melding together in that process. And we were using kindness to kind of wrap us up, to, to buffer us from the pain of the inevitable end, um, but to also create a bridge that we could cross when the end was done. And so I did. I threw myself into kindness when I would have those moments where I felt so overwhelmed and so just grief stricken. I would make a choice to do something for someone else. And each and every time that I did that, the world was a little brighter. The song on my heart was a little, a little sing song year. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and I just realized that all those people that come before us, all those people who, who lay the seeds within our soul, that's what makes us who we are. And we do have a duty to kind of keep going with it and not let it just stay dormant under the soil. You know, we have to allow those seeds to be nurtured in different ways so that they start to sprout and bloom so they can scatter seeds of their own again. And so that's what I did. My mom, right up to the moment she passed away, we were doing acts of kindness. We were buying smoothies for strangers <laughs> we saw in the streets. And, and even after she passed away, um, we used some of the um, donations that our friends and family had made to actually go back to that same hospital and surprise all the nurses and doctors on staff of the oncology ward with just a little Starbucks gift card to say thanks and we notice you and we appreciate you. And it's those little moments that really matter and they make such a difference. Well, I admire your strength and and really how vulnerably you're willing to put that out there and and help others in their journey. Um, Recently, I was listening to a different podcast and and the um, woman talked about empathy distress um, in line with compassion fatigue, but just that it's so easy to get distressed when you hear stories or like in your case, when you're caught up in it, but instead of letting that overwhelm, which it very easily could and probably still does and, and may for some time because she was so special that you're putting that energy to work for good. Absolutely. And I'm a strong believer in the power of making memories 
whichever way you can do that. And so when we were hitting that last week of my mom's life, everything had an urgency. Yeah. And we decided, you know what? We are not going to end this story sad. We are not going to end this story looking at a clock ticking down the hours without there being some element of joy woven in. And so we kind of partied at the very end. We we picked, we looked at the calendar and we said, you know what, tomorrow is going to be a party day. And we invited a whole bunch of people over. And and at the time period, um, my daughter was a senior in high school and it was still long before graduation, long before prom. But we brought my daughter up there and the other kids too. And we had my daughter put on her prom dress and get her hair done and put those fancy sparkle shoes on and walk into the, my mom's hospital room and twirl around and let my mom see that joy of her granddaughter going to prom. And, and then my daughter slipped out of the room and we changed her really fast and got her changed back into her graduation cap and gown. Aww. And she walked in and, and we told my mom, we said, you're not missing <laughs> anything. We are doing it all wow. right now. And so we have pictures. Oh my goodness, Barbara, we have so many pictures. We have so many memories of how we soaked up life and how kindness just radiated from so many people that came to um, bless my mom. We had friends driving from Massachusetts just to come for a hug, to spend the morning with her. It was like every single day was Christmas. People were bringing flowers. And because my mom always said, don't bring me flowers after I'm dead because I can't <laughs> sell them. Then. So her room was like overflowing with flowers and people uh-huh. were coming and we were sneaking in food and all sorts of fun stuff. But all the way up until even that morning that she passed away, Barbara, that morning we we had people coming in and we we had such a party. They had the hospice uh, the hospice provider come in to give us the talk, you know, because this was it. This was we were we were down and out. We were feeling her legs and her legs were going numb and they were count mm-hmm. saying, you know, it's a matter of hours. And the hospice <laughs> the hospice provider came in and um, I think we scared him away because my mom was sitting up in bed and laughing and talking. And the guy was so confused because he really thought that, you know, she was dying. And we kept telling him that dying is living. That's what you do every single day. Technically, you're mm, dying. Yes, so you embrace life. And so and that's what we were doing right up until the moment she actually took her last breath. And so we had said during that whole journey that we were going to be transparent about it because we felt like that um, by leading by example, we could hopefully show people the joy that you can pull out of um, tragic circumstances like that and the healing that can be displayed, not just in your own personal journey, but in the ways that other people show you kindness. And so one of the things that really impacted me, my mom died in May, my birthday's in September. And every year on my birthday, I have a lot of birthdays there, 40, <laughs> 40 some years worth of birthdays, but every year on my birthday, as I got older, my mom would call me exactly at the moment that I was born. And I was her only child, so that was a pretty big deal. And uh, when that first birthday came along, and I thought, oh my gosh, 
I'm not going to get a phone call this year. There's yeah. going to be no phone call my birthday. She's not and calling. do you know, she's not calling, but mm-hmm. do you know, Barbara, someone I've never met in person on Twitter took the time to pay attention to the stories that I had shared on my blog, to the tweets that I had made on Twitter. And she pulled out this little nugget of information that my mom would call me on my birthday at exactly that time. And she pieced it together with another little nugget of information that she learned about my mom from all my posts, that my mom loved frogs. And do you know, she took it upon herself to send me a message on my birthday at 3.01 p.m. with a little frog icon. Nice. That's the power of kindness. It transformed my birthday. And this year, one year later, she did it again. And she told me it's Melissa Hinkle did that. And she said that she actually has an alarm set on her phone. (laughs) to remind her to do that. And she said so many times she almost got rid of it on her phone, but she just couldn't do it. It's those little moments where we make a a true connection, whether it's someone's grief, someone's sorrow, or someone's joy. But we take the time to let that person know they matter. That's the power of kindness. Such a beautiful model of like living kindness, not just talking about it, not just putting it on your halls and your walls, but actually living it. Kind of just that thoughtfulness. I'm a big fan of thoughtfulness. And lately, if somebody just does something thoughtful, it just blows me away because I just am so drawn in. And it sounds like um, a lot of thoughtfulness going on with that whole with that whole process so it brings us back to passion so is your book going to be called passion for kindness so we're still in the <laughs> working <laughs> we're still in the editing process of uh of my book but i'm hopeful that it will be called a passion for kindness because i feel that is a true representation of what the book is and what the book will be um it's such an exciting journey to know that i will have an opportunity to share not only my story with the world but to spotlight some other kindness cultivators too because it's not all about me there's so many people in this world doing great things with kindness and i'm just blessed to be able to shine a light on them as well and so when you use the word passion you talked earlier about passion projects your kids uh, i guess you're in you're in two schools this year but you're still working on kindness projects with kids. Is that right? That is correct. Mm -hmm. Um, Two years ago, we had some grant funding to do a kindness initiative for an entire year with a fourth grade class with um, Mrs. Cross's class. And that was such a success that we added another class last year. And this year I'm actually working with three classes. So the, the initiatives are spreading But we do. We do different kindness lessons throughout the year, and we're working towards the spring where we give the students choice and voice um, and a little bit of money to fund their own kindness passion projects. So each student will receive $10, and they will go out into the world. They will create their own project, plan it out, figure out who they want to bless and how, 
then they will actually go and do an act of kindness for a local community and then come back and reflect on it and create a project to share with the world, to empower their voice. And then we have a kindness share fair where they get to share their projects with um, all of our local community members and their parents and families and different stakeholders. And it's such a great time, Barbara, because the kids are so proud to share what they've done and their unique little projects that they've made. And they leave the year knowing that they have value and they can contribute positively to our society and to our community. And that's a great thing. The value of seed money. I love that. (laughs) Okay, now on to you. You have to show self-kindness because you cannot overflow where there is no flow. So what are your best mindfulness or self-care tips? Self-care tips. (laughs) So I love to read. Oh, my graciousness. That is a gift that my mom definitely... um, instilled in me. So when I'm feeling a little overwhelmed and I think I don't have any time to do anything, I actually force myself to carve out time to read because reading does put me in that Zen place. It allows me to escape some of the things. And I just love to learn new things and I'm energized by reading the stories of others. So I will often pick up a book and read for a short amount of time. Another thing that fills my cup is connecting with people. I'm a flaming extrovert (laughs) and I love connecting and chatting with people and getting to know them and getting to know their stories. And so I'll actually carve out time to do that, Uh, whether it's meeting a friend for coffee after school or uh, just getting on Twitter and reaching out to five people that I haven't talked to lately just to say hi. Those things fill me up. And I think everyone needs to... Find those things that fill you with joy. Find those things that make your heart smile and carve out time to do them. They're very, very important for you to refill your cup to overflowing. And it's hard to imagine that 30 minutes have almost passed. But before we sign off, I want the listeners to know how they can seize that joy and live vicariously with and through your passion for kindness. So what's the best way to connect and grow alongside of you? Well, I have lots of different ways you can connect with me, whichever way you like best. But you could connect with me on Twitter at Tamara Letter. That's also the same handle I have for Instagram. Um, We have a Passion for Kindness Facebook group if you like to be on that platform. And you can visit my blog. That's www.tamaraletter.com. And in early 2019, we will have a book for you to read that's filled with lots of ideas of kindness. Woohoo! And just as a bonus, I'm going to add a few minutes and say, I think you might be coming down here. It might be premature, but can you talk to the listeners about the REB competition? Or um, I don't know, is it a competition? Is it an award? Is it an accomplishment? What are you in the running for? So the REB Award for Teaching Excellence is a an award that you have to be nominated for. And then you go through a process where you answer different questions. They have a finalist round. You have um, a, a panel interview. And you're pretty much creating your own personalized PD experience. And they believe that teachers should be rewarded 
because they do such an amazing job in impacting our students. And they want you to be able to do an engaging activity that's going to re-energize you and make you on fire for what you do and come back into the classroom and share that with your students. And so we find out next Monday the results of that. Um, But in my project, I have written that I want to travel across the United States and in Canada to meet kindness cultivators because I want to hear their stories. I want to hear your story. I want to hear it in person. I want to be able to hand you an iPad and have you use an Apple pencil and sketch note a drawing that represents what you do and how you share kindness with the world. And I can only do that if I'm with you. So, (laughs) well, I think Um, you also want to run the challenge course, don't you? Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh my gosh. If Jax would allow me to get on the challenge, I don't think I can beat his score though. He was pretty fast. He was pretty fast. I'm a little older, so I don't think I can beat him, but that would be incredible if I could not only just meet him and meet you, but then to run the course. Oh my goodness. Icing on the cake. Well, we wish you all the best. You are a winner, whether you win that competition or not, because Oh my goodness, the seeds of compassion and kindness and empathy and care that you are planting are going to just sprout incredible, beautiful, fragrant things, not only in your community, Tamara, but worldwide. So I'm just blessed to know you. And I just thank you so much for carving out time today to bless my listeners as well. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show, Barbara. It is always a joy to connect with you and to talk about kindness. So fun. One of our favorite topics. Absolutely. And then I want to remind listeners that this podcast is supported by ProSign Design, a family-owned business dedicated to character, safety, and organization. Please join us next week as we continue the conversation about character education, connections, and life. Feel free to leave a review if you like what you heard. And in the meantime, remember that character speaks.